Around the world, they drink this beverage in its many exotic forms. Half coffee and half hot milk. You go to the Word of God and find out who you are. Whether it's next year, 10 years, 20 years from now, you'll never be able to say that these brothers lied to you, Jack. Believe the scriptures. Making America great again. America's never been great. It's always been racist. It was built on slave labor. Reverend Clinton Stansel, the pastor of Wayman AME Church, prepared for this moment for weeks. We are not surprised, but saddened. Uh, for people of color, there seems to be no justice in America. We're tired. We're frustrated. Again, we're not surprised. It's the verdict we expected since it's the verdict that we always get. Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I'm your host, Martinez, and this is episode number 30. To download these podcasts, you can go to SoundCloud, iTunes, and Podbean. If you'd like to send me an email, please send it to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. Now, today we're going to get into something um, that I believe needs to be discussed biblically. I mean, look at some of these scriptures and see how God feels about it. But I want to talk about justice, God's justice system. Um, this past weekend in St. Louis, Missouri, which is where I live, um, the city has been protesting because of a white former police officer, Jason Stockley, uh, was acquitted in a 2011 shooting death of Anthony Lamar Smith, who was a black male. Now, the situation was um, supposedly Anthony Smith was uh, led the cops in the police chase, supposedly had heroin on him. Um, Jason Stockley announced what he was going to do prior to doing it, which he said he was going to kill him, and some other choice words, which I won't say, uh, said he was going to kill him, and he took one of his personal guns and shot him with it and planted the gun in his vehicle. All of this was caught on videotape. And the judge said, oh, he's not guilty. And the city shut it, shut everything down. They stopped shopping at the malls, um, you know, started protesting. And some loose cannons out there were breaking windows and throwing rocks at the mayor's house, which I don't condone, neither does God condone it. But the protesting is okay. So I want to look at scriptures about God's justice system. God does have a justice system. God is a God of justice. I don't know if you know this or not, but he is a God of justice. Regardless as to what's been going on in the United States of America with these unfair rulings, God is a God of justice. 
And I don't want you to think for one split second that God, because he placed, you know, police officers and police officers are, you know, individuals who are in positions of authority to help protect the community supposedly from crime. I don't want you to think that because, you know, these positions are placed that God is for everything that the police officer does. People have to remember that when it comes to positions of authority, God ordained the position, not the person. So although the police officer position is ordained to protect people from crime, you know, from hurt, harm and danger and things like that. An individual might get in that position and do wrong. And in this case, that's what happened. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 33. Isaiah chapter 33. Look at verse 22. It says, for the Lord our God, it says, for the Lord is our judge, our lawgiver, and our king. He will care for us and save us. The Lord is our judge. He is our lawgiver. He gives the laws and he is our king. He will care for us and save us. So you have a Supreme Court. You have a justice system of the earth, of the earth but you also have a justice system of heaven. That system overrides any system in the earth. Let's look at Psalms 97. Psalms 97. Verse 1, it says, The Lord is king. Let the earth rejoice. Let the farthest coastlands be glad. Dark clouds surround him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. It says righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. God's throne is built. The foundation of God's throne is built on justice. God is a God of justice. And for people who may not know what justice means, let me define justice for you. Somebody might be thinking I'm talking about poetic justice. That ain't what I'm talking about. <laughs> One definition says justice is the maintenance or administration of what is just, especially by impartial adjustment of conflicting claims or the assignment of merited rewards or punishments. Another definition says the quality of being just, impartial or fair, questioned the justice of their decision. Another definition says justice is a conformity to truth, fact or reason. Just, J-U-S-T, really just simply means right. The facts are laid out there, you make a right decision, you make a just decision. Justice. God is a God of justice. He's, he's the God of right doing, not wrong doing. But many people who have been in place, who have been expected to do right doing, have been doing wrong doing. Now that doesn't mean you throw the baby out with the bathwater, but that does mean that you discern and have some awareness of who's in front of you. Let's go to Psalm 75, verse six and seven. It says, for no one on earth from east or west or even from the wilderness shall raise a defiant fist. It is God alone who judges. He decides who will rise and who will fall. God's hand is not in wrongdoing. I have to keep saying that because by me reading these scriptures, it may seem like, well, it seems like that the people who are doing the wrongdoing are getting the upper hand, but God is not in that. The judge, whatever local judge is of the earth, 
if they're not wanting to do what's right, if they have a racial prejudice mindset, then they're gonna make the wrong decision. And this is where the judge of heaven comes in. Now he, because of the judge of the earth, making wrong or improper judgment. Now God is going to judge the judge. That's why many people who decide to take on the position of a judge should be very careful and their hearts need to be pure when making a decision on a case or trial. Here's why. Go to Proverbs chapter 24. Proverbs chapter 24. It says, a judge who says to the wicked, you are innocent will be cursed by many people and denounced by nations. But it will go well for those who convict the guilty. Rich blessings will be showered on them. An honest answer is like a kiss of friendship. I'll read that again. A judge who says to the wicked, you are innocent, will be cursed by many people, not one, but many, and denounced by nations. God said that. Every judge, you need to send this podcast to any person that you know that's in a police officer or someone that's a judge or someone who used to be a judge or whoever. They need to be held accountable for their actions. That's one of the reasons why when you go into a court, they have you put your hand on the Bible because they know that the word of God is true, but they're not doing what the book says to do. A lot of them have it in there just out of tradition and haven't even picked it up and read what their own responsibilities are. Because if they read it, they will be a little more cautious in their decision making, especially when things are on camera. It's one thing to have a he say or she saying, try to pull up evidence and talk to parents and all that. But when it's just on the camera, the trial should only take about 15 minutes. Judges have to be careful. They hold a major responsibility. Supreme Court has to be careful. The President of the United States and those whom he appoints have to be careful. Because if they are not, then the court of heaven will judge them. And see, there's a judgment that happens before you die. So don't think that, oh, well, when they die, you know, 57 years from now, then yeah, they'll get judged. No, they can judge right now. Judgment can happen while you're living. Then there's a whole another judgment that happens when you transition. That's why the Bible says judge yourself so that you won't be judged. So it's better to judge yourself of wrongdoing and repent of it before God judges you on it. Isaiah 61 verse 8 says, For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. He hates it. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. But the Lord says that he loves justice. He loves right. He loves when things are done right, when right decisions are made. He loves that. He hates robbery. And he ain't say talking about robbery and you going into a convenience store and sticking somebody up. But when someone was robbed, something was taken away from them. Their dignity was taken away. Their life was taken away. Their opportunity was taken away. Their family was taken away because of your decision. Bad decision. Now God has to intervene and judge. That's why I tell people, even though in the natural may seem like the judge and the cop have gotten off. And this is not just this case. This is many other cases that we already know about. You think they've gotten off. They have not gotten off. They will not have an ounce 
of rest until they repent for their wrongdoing. They will live their entire life in chaos. And when I say chaos, I mean internal chaos. They can be laying on the beach. They can be tossing their child in the air. They can be loving their wife or whatever. But that internal peace is going to damage them to the core because they were wrong. And instead of them admitting that they were wrong, they wanted to protect themselves and then had someone else and a couple of others to protect them and for, and forgot about and pushed to the side the life that they took. And then the family who now have to live with that. They say, to heck with them, get me off. And God is not pleased with that. Even the great Dr. Martin Luther King said, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. And he was a preacher of the gospel, a man who wanted to do things right. A man whom God used to fight for the very thing that we're still dealing with today, in a sense. We have to do better as a people. We have to do better as a nation. Let's read a story, a parable that Jesus told. Turn with me to Luke chapter 18. See, all this isn't new to God. Isn't new to him at all. All of our answers you can find in the word of God. We just have to get in here and look. We have to take time out, get in here and read. But all of our answers are in here. Because nothing that we're dealing with today that hasn't already been dealt with. Luke chapter 18, look at verse one. It says, one day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. There was a judge in a certain city. He said, who neither feared God nor cared about people. Get that. There was a judge in a certain city, he said, who neither feared God nor cared about people. That's a deadly combination. I wonder how many of our judges today don't fear God or care about people. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her consistent, with her constant request. Then the Lord said, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on earth who have faith? God hears our cry. He hears the cries of the innocent. So don't ever make an ignorant statement such as, we've been praying this whole time, prayer don't work. We need to go out there and tear stuff up. No, tearing stuff up just gonna get you put in jail, subject to more abuse. So why would you want to do something like that? And everybody's not guilty. You can't go to every white person or a person who's not the same ethnic background as you and do harm to them. Now, how can God intervene and help you when now you're doing wrong? Won't happen. So for us to get the justice that we so desire and will get, we have to make sure that we're in a position of love. Now, there's nothing wrong but being by being angry. You just don't allow your anger to now cause you to sin. Protest and pray. Or if you don't want to protest, you can do more by praying. But what you want is the person to be held accountable for their actions. If the person has hate in their heart, 
did the crime, they know what they did was wrong and got off, God already finds them guilty. I bet in the spirit probably can see, well, you probably couldn't, but I'm just, in the spirit, they have a big guilty sign on them. Now I'm just saying that, but you know what I'm saying. God looks at them as guilty. The only way that guilt can be cleansed is through the blood of Jesus. It's through repentance to God and to the people that you hurt. Pride will set in and say, no, I won't do that. Well, then you'll be held accountable by the court of heaven. Take some time to think about what we discussed in the word of God, and we'll be right back after this. Peace does not come before salvation, and salvation does not come without truth. I will only tell the truth. I will only tell the truth. Wonder is he woke or just a new slave? Oh, religion, he just covered it with new change. Trapping out the church, he ain't really fake. He divisive, he don't rep the king, he just wants the fact. Ah, oh, man, now they acting like I'm suddenly political. Told me shut my mouth and get my checks from evangelicals. Boy, my mama raised me on Angela and Eldris. Chuck Berry made it, but the credit went to Elvis. No, you never knew that. No, you think I'm too black. I just think I'm too real. I grew up on Tupac. You grew up thinking that the Panthers were some terrorists. I grew up hearing how they fed my mama eggs and grits. Crazy. They say you should follow in the steps of King. I say you forgotten how they shot him in the streets. I ain't really changed. It's the same old rebel. Still a radical. I'm passionate. It's just another level. AT told me I should fight back. They don't like they that. Don't. Just know if you rock the boat, you better have a life rack. BJ told me I should fight back. They don't like that. Just know if you rock the boat, you better have a life rack. About the dungeon, yeah. I was feeling horny. Yeah. Now I'm being honey, and I'm on a honey. Hit the gas gunning, skip the pass running. Tell them they can bring that if they really want it. I'm on the home team, you just running with the wrong team. Never taking with the heavyweights, boy, you die, need a little protein. Southside, I'm for Yellowstone, had a hair and bone and a white tee. Got a 12 pack of that real talk in a truck, tell them come find me. Draped up, dripped out, covered in the blood. Man, I hang where they cripped out. Sipping on the mud, boy, they swinging, got the whips out. Watch them pop trunk, yeah, I know it's hella dark, but I'm trying to light it up. Now these people swear they own me. Sending out threats, told me keep my mouth shut. Told me be a step and fetch it, I will not oblige to your colonized way of faith. Mama psyched die for the world, not just you and say. They say Jesus was conservative, tell them that's a lie. No, he not a liberal either if you think I'm choosing side. They say pray you so divisive, shouldn't be a black church. I say do the math, segregation started dead first. Hey, you want unity and read a eulogy. Kill the power that exists up under you and over me. Right? I say you want unity, then read a eulogy. Kill the power that exists up under you and over me. This concludes side A. Please flip to side B.
Welcome back to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. Take this time out to share this podcast with your family and with your friends. We simply want to build each other up with the Word of God. And even as it pertains to current events, we want to see what the Lord says about it because we know that the Bible has the answer for all of our troubles, all of our problems, all of our issues. While many people are wanting to throw the Bible away for whatever reason, the truth shall always outweigh the lie. God's power will supersede anything that will try to come up against it. I'm on the Lord's side, so if you didn't know, now you know. I will never be on any other movement. I'm not I'm not a fair weather saint. I'm not going with the wind. I'm not going over here to what's popular. What's popular to me or always will be is the word of God. It has not failed, won't fail me, won't fail you. So we need to get with the program. You know what I'm saying, B, we gotta go and get with the program. We out here playing around. Now y'all got me on my New York talk, and I ain't even from New York. <laughs> so we got to get it together. We got to do what's right because it's right. And to all my people who are living in cities who are being targeted by hurricanes, or if you're in a region or a country that is being hit by hurricanes, let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you, thanking you and praising you for your word. Father, I ask you to loose the angels to be encamped around about those people who are living in places that hurricanes are being targeted, that hurricanes are targeting in that area. Protect them from all hurt, harm, or danger. Cover them with your hand. Cover them with your blood. Give them a way of escape. Restore everything back to them that may be taken away. Keep their lives, Lord Jesus. Help them. For the word of God declares that all of our help comes from the Lord. Have mercy on these cities and countries and nations and regions. For we know that we're living in the last days. Cover us. Your word declares that you will protect us from the evil that is in this world. So Father, protect your people. We lift you up, we give your name praise, we honor you, we love you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. In Jesus' name, amen. God is a God of justice. He's a God of mercy and compassion. He's a God of love. He's a God of protection. I want us to focus on what really matters. And what really matters is, is that Jesus is Lord and that he'll never do us wrong, nor will he ever fail us. The Bible says he will keep us in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. Let us keep our mind on Jesus and what he would do in these situations. Let's not jump off in our flesh, but let's tune into what the Spirit of God will have us to do in any and every situation. Remember, the book of Romans chapter 3, verse 4, the latter verse, let God be true and every man be a liar. Until next time, I'm out.